audio. There we go. We're now recording. Hey, yo, and here we go. Another episode. Wait, hold on. Let's just start this over. <laughs> Let's not start this over. Let's start this now. Hey, yo, and here we go. Another episode of We Talk Comics on there and in your ear. Once again, I am Mo or Martin or whatever the hell you want to call me, depending on whether or not you can pronounce it correctly. Uh, and with me, well, there's no Brett this time, so you, you win some. But there's also no music to the start of this episode because of that. <laughs> so you lose some. So with me is the new king of the casters, Mr. Keith Podcast. Keith, how are you doing? I'm, I'm feeling fine. Feeling I took a fine. whole day off so I could be rested for this. Oh, good, good. And also with us is the master of the electric slide, Chris. <laughs> You've seen me dance, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah should we tell our audience that we, you know, we're not talking to Brad anymore, or yeah, you know, he'll be back next time or something. Well, let's hope not. Yeah, yeah. Let's, okay, let's keep it a mystery. Let's keep it a mystery. Yeah. So, anyways, we got a concept <laughs> for the show. Even the, even though we do this on uh, we do this over Skype, uh, because uh, Brad is not fully vaccinated, we we just weren't comfortable having him around. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He's. <laughs> He's only got three. He's only had one booster shot. Man, I'm going for my fourth pretty soon. That's right. I mean, they're free, so. Yeah, why not? All right. I get one every couple of days. Every couple of days, really. Yeah. Man, you must yeah. have a good source. So, uh, <laughs> and who's your guy? Who's your hookup? Anyways, all right. Let's let's talk comics here. Uh, we're we're talking comics, and uh, Keith, you had an idea for the show. What the hell made you think of this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what made me think of this is that the uh, I we we were knocking around what we could do, and I said, "Well, what about Inferior Five? Uh, because uh, I knew that sitting on my uh, my old tablet was uh, the new volume of Inferior Five that I had not read. So uh, I, I thought that uh, the the new one might be funny for us to look at, and I had never read any of the original uh, Inferior Five comics from way back in the nineteen sixties. Uh, let, let's get this straight. I I did dive into the old ones, um, but I'm not prepared to talk about those, man. <laughs> I made it three. I, I made it an issue and a half, and went, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, you're this too bad you gave up too early." Seventy shit. You gave up too early. 60s. You know what? I, I'd say the uh, yeah, it's the sixties, nineteen sixty-six. I think is when it shows showcase. It starts in showcase, and. Uh, and I thought the two showcase issues, I'd agree with you, Chris, they were terrible. <laughs> well, not terrible. It's just like the art was fantastic because it was Joe Orlando. But but like the, the issues themselves, they were terrible isn't the right word, but it was like one joke and then they just kept repeating it for like two issues. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like awkward man and it's clumsy, so he always falls at the just the right time to, to save the grain. And it's like, they did that like a hundred times in two issues. And I'm like, I get it. He's clumsy. Like Those showcase issues really feel like a, uh, like they had written a mad magazine piece. And then they're like, can you pad this to 22 pages? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, no, but sure. I mean, if you're going to pay me by the page, um, I'll just. I'll just repeat it over and over until I get to 22, I guess. So there's there's more there. It's not just the cover. I mean, the covers are great. I love the covers. I own a bunch of the issues. The covers are terrific, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like, yeah, the second showcase, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not doing this. You tapped that. I don't blame you. The second showcase, I was like, oh, man. But then when it gets into its regular series... It starts to come up with new jokes because they start introducing other people that they're parroting. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. It becomes more of a full-on parody book. Um, I mean, the first one is really just like it's a pretty simple concept. It is, um, it's it's a legacy book, which I thought was interesting. I didn't know that. It's they're all supposed to be the 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 children of like a justice society type team that has all retired. Um, and uh, that's why they're put together, despite the fact that none of them have really effective superpowers. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, then as the like in the regular book, you start getting um, you know full-on parodies of you know Avengers and Hulk and um, you know other superheroes and yeah, the the Fantastic Four one was my favorite. Oh yeah, <laughs> Matchstick Boy. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, it, the quirky it, quartet or something like the that. Quir- yeah, exactly. So it does it does improve like in that in that faction, but it's just really interesting to me because this is like I say, this is 1966 and 67 when they had their regular series after the showcase, you know, was popular enough and it ran for 12 issues. I'll admit I didn't make it through all 12 because I think I got it, but uh, you know, I, I made it through <laughs> half of them, and I, I might well, read the rest. I, I started 12, to enjoy it. Eleven or twelve were uh, were were reprints of their first two appearances. Oh so no! Okay. That's why it's yeah. Take a look at the, at the other one first because yeah, the uh, yeah eleven and twelve were reprints of two of the three issues of Showcase they did. So that's that shows you. I mean, strangely, it was selling well enough to do 12 issues, but not to commission 12 issues worth of art. <laughs> um, that's, a, that's a weird spot. <laughs> and, and the art is the highlight in many ways. I think even once, uh, I can't remember the name of the guy who replaced Orlando in the regular series, but even he was really good. Like, I like the art, the that that cartoony style that they had suited to it that, like you say, comes like something out of Mad Magazine. And, yeah, I really enjoyed that. Uh, Sikowski, and I don't, I don't know anything. What else he did? Um, it's not a name I knew. No, not a name I knew either. But uh, yeah, so I mean, it gets a lot better. It's just really interesting to me that here we are in 1966 and 67 as a hey, money. I think I've said that four times now, uh, as we say. <laughs> and and Marvel is putting out like groundbreaking stuff and having huge sales, right? And DC yeah. is 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 combating them with this. <laughs> and with uh, a Jerry Lewis comic book and a Bob Hope comic book. And well, what, what, the, what, wasn't this canceled as part of the DC implosion? Well, where uh, their strategy would have been too early. To flood I think the market with books. I think it would have been too early. I the, the the implosion would have been years and years. It would have been like seventy five or something like that. Yeah, oh, this is so way quite before a bit that. After this. No, they um, had they had uh, life with Blinky. And the, it's such a weird line at that point. Yeah. The maniacs, you know, with uh with a K that's a band. It's a, it's a comic book about oh, a band. Right. Yeah, can you imagine what a weird concept that is to make a comic book about a band? What a bunch of morons. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh yeah, like it's just this wacky stuff. And then it was like Metamorpho was one of their main superheroes of the time. They launched a Spectre series about this time. And, uh, you know, and then Superman was, it was like, Lois Lane is in jail. What did she do wrong? You know, like, was the, and you're like, you can see why it is Marvel sort of kicking their ass pretty early on there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they really, they really had no idea what to do at that point. <laughs> no. All these series, like a Bob Hope, we got to read that one. Bob Hope and Jerry Lewis. We got to put that on there. Track down that Bob Hope. <laughs> well, I, I have one of the two issues of the Bob Hope Superman. Uh, oh, issues. nice. <laughs> oh, I'm talking about the regular series he got. I don't know how long it lasted, but I mean, I understood I like gold. Oh, no, that was, sorry, Don Rickles. Don, that, oh, that was Don Rickles. Well, that, that would be great. I assume he insults Superman. Uh, you would be wrong. What? Yeah, actually, go on YouTube sometime and watch the videos about the making of that comic. <laughs> It is absolutely bizarre. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, yeah, it's... Uh, Kirby was a fan of Don Rickles, and Don Rickles agreed to do it because he liked <laughs> Superman, but Kirby didn't have the balls to insult anybody. It's, it, it's, it's a mess, the two issues. Even a fake... <laughs> I mean, it's... Even a fake character like Superman, he's like, I, you know, lay off him, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, remember, Kirby wasn't really exactly well ingrained at DC at that time either. Well, I don't know. What year did this come out? Um, I believe it came, well, it would be the latter half of his Jimmy Olsen run. So, oh, yeah. you know, they're still redrawing uh, Superman's faces for him. <laughs> dark days. Dark days. Dark days. Speaking of dark days, do you want to talk about the new series? you know how marvel used to say um every comic is somebody's first comic nope this series 
I think it's somebody's last comment. <laughs> it, uh, My so God, Dean cuts the comic book. Uh. <laughs> I, I like that. I, yeah, I like that a lot. That's uh, so. What we're talking about now is Inferior Five. Uh, started in late 2019. Uh, Keith Giffen and uh, Jeff Lemire, and uh, uh, and it's it's a sequel to the almost completely forgotten uh, DC crossover from 1988, Invasion. And in fact, uh, it makes fun of that, that it's a sequel to the 1988 crossover Invasion. But <laughs> the part that gets me is it's a sequel to this, but they don't bother like really explaining to you what happened during Invasion <laughs> no, at any there's, point in There's no recap, yeah. I'm like, there is no wow. <laughs> this is everything that's wrong with the current modern writing. It's like you have no you have no concept that this is number one. Uh, it's a number one. That not every not every serious issue has to be a jump on point, but a number one. <laughs> you would think. Oh, not uh, not to mention to even understand what's going on, you have to have a deep knowledge beyond just invasion. I mean, we we've got dial age for heroes moon men walking around. Oh yeah. Uh, we got Global Guardians that I think were only in the latter issues of Justice League International um, <laughs> taking major roles. Um, you got bizarre ambush bug stuff in there. Yes. Oh, man. I mean, I consider myself a comic reader and a fan of Keith Giffen, but my I had to look up the Moon Man thing where the hell he was from. <laughs> Where was that? What was the ambush bug thing? Um, oh, that that was just more of an homage because he oh, had okay. the ambush ambush bug monster in there for a bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then there was the oh, alien right, they introduced. Right. Remember the alien they introduced right. and then just disappears and they don't mention again? What about the <laughs> Superman appearance? That was good. <laughs> One panel was Superman apparently melting a guy's face off and killing him and then nothing. Nothing. Like, <laughs> 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 I don't know what happened here. This was well, not good. I, I, I think it's probably very telling. Um, well, I mean, this is a book that uh, it suffered. For, it suffered from a couple of things. One was like why this was ever greenlit as a twelve issue series. <laughs> uh, it was one of the last things that that uh, that Dan would have come out when Dan DiDio was uh, was still um, the big Kahuna. Um, and uh, it was introduced as a 12 issue, and I think by issue maybe three, they had been scaling that back. Yeah, by, by three, it's a six issue miniseries. Uh, and then it, because of uh, circumstances in the real world, uh, the last, I, I, it took like six months for the fourth issue to come out. <laughs> And then the last two issues, I don't know if they were ever even printed. I think they're only, I think they only came out digitally. Okay, I, I, I can't wait to talk about the last issue. Don't get me wrong, but let's go back. <laughs> let's go backwards a little bit here. So the original interior five, like you say, they're sons of and daughter of like justice society type characters, like mighty yeah. man or something like that. Yeah. And well, I mean, basically like a Superman analog and a yeah. wonder woman analog and, um, Green Arrow and that kind of thing. So we had in the first, or the, the original uh, Inferior Five is Merry Man. He's the team leader, and his gimmick is he's a wimp. He uh, he's been he was taught judo and karate and all this stuff, but he weighs like eighty-seven pounds and <laughs> can't do anything. And he's their leader. Then you got the blimp. The blimp uh, his gimmick <laughs> is that he floats. But he doesn't move very fast. He's the son of their Flash character, but he didn't inherit his speed. So he's he's big fat guy that just kind of floats. And if there's a headwind in the right direction, he's going to go there. <laughs> dumb Bunny. Somebody else explain Dumb Bunny. <laughs> well, well, Dumb Bunny has some of the powers of Wonder Woman, uh, but uh, all all of the brains of uh, Steve Trevor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Awkward man, <laughs> whose gimmick is uh, that he's clumsy, in case you couldn't figure that out. And uh, what was the final one? Uh, it was the strong guy, wasn't it? 
Was there no, like that a... was Awkward Man. I've already forgotten. <laughs> You've already forgotten. We can't remember the fifth member. Merry Man, Prince of Pete, Dumb Bunny, The Blimp. Uh, maybe I said five. <laughs> yeah. uh, White Feather, who is the, White uh, Feather, uh, that's green, the Green Arrow type character. Yeah. Yes. He's, gimmick... he's, uh, he's an archer, but he's also uh, terrified of everything. Yeah, uh, he's afraid of women. He's afraid to shoot his arrows because he... So he yeah. can't shoot them properly. Everything. Like I say, they just repeated the same jokes. Those sort of two issues. <laughs> so that's the original Inferior Five. Alter Inferior Five. So now we get the new series. Now, was that wrong of me to assume that these characters would be in this? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, they, it feels it feels like they were about to introduce them all when they had to abruptly end the series. We 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 got awkward man and dumb bunny. Yeah, we got two of them. Yeah, sort of dumb bunny. We got maybe her daughter. Maybe. And somebody else that just by coincidence they happen to call dumb bunny behind her back because she's bitchy. I I did. Yeah, I think that that's where they were going is that they were. I mean, it was. I think it's interesting. They seem to be going toward a um, that it was going to be a legacy book itself in that uh, these were going to be the, the children of the inferior five. Um, at least that. At least one of them is revealed to me that. But none of them uh, show any superpowers by the fourth issue in, anyways. At that point, uh, you know. And, we've got and, a pretty inside. We've got a pretty inside baseball uh, uh, listenership, I would imagine. But uh, do we have to say what invasion is, since we complained that this one didn't? <laughs> you know what? What the hell? I would like to know what it is. <laughs> okay, so in the in the heady days of 1988. Uh, invasion was uh, the concept of invasion was that a whole bunch of alien races, most of whom were showing were from uh, Legion of Superheroes, but they were you know the 20th century version of those uh, those races, the Cuns and the uh, Dominators and the Durlins and a couple others uh, get together because uh, Earth has way more superhumans than anyone else in the universe has. So. They go to figure out why, and they find out that the human that some humans have a metagene um, that makes them turn into superheroes under certain conditions. Um, just and it's interesting. The metagene is still used in comics. Uh, it is it's shown up on the TV shows and stuff too. Uh, it's uh, that concept was introduced there and has never gone away, despite no one remembering invasion. Uh, so that's the idea. It's actually invade the Earth, and uh, it was a three-month event, and pretty much everyone got wrapped up in it. Um, and uh, a whole bunch of characters were introduced, some of whom even showed up later. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So and this this book t- takes place um, sometime after that. But there's a thing where the, in this world the characters are reading the invasion comic book based on the real life mm-hmm. events, yeah. but it's explaining stuff that's actually happening to them. And I'm going, this is <laughs> like meta gene, meta story, meta, meta they, everything. They made heckler references, man. I don't think you can <laughs> read anything that, and by the way, Damn. Keith, that was impressive that you could summarize invasion. I, I, I've read it in like probably a year ago. <laughs> and I had no idea that went on because that, that series is like not not a solid series. It's not well put together. One of the, one of the things that gets me about this is that okay, so th- this is the sons or and the daughters of the other the first of inferior five, but one of them is a con who's a shapeshifter. So it's not uh, the Durland. daughter of Durland, yeah. Oh, Durland. Okay. Yeah. Um, wh- isn't there a con as well? Isn't that there a is, thing? There's a cunt float uh, hanging around, yeah. Well, cause, <laughs> so the, the idea of the series, as it kind of comes together, is that... It the, comes together. The, the, <laughs> as, as it started to coalesce. Uh, I, what's, what's not coalesce? I'm thinking of uh, congeal there. Uh, the <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, the idea is that the, 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 the aliens... Uh, though they surrendered and left, um, they kept a few people hanging around, and they still wanted to continue their experiments and how the metagene worked. So they hid this little town and brought people who were the children of superheroes. And I feel like 
some of them were going to be more famous heroes than the inferior five. Like they started, possibly. they were really hinting at someone being like the child of someone famous. Yeah, uh, that's possible. One of the things though, is that, and, and this, you know, as you describe it there, you're like, man, that sounds pretty dark. And the inferior five was like, to say straight on parody magazine, the tone of this is not match the original interior five, inferior five. <laughs> It does match the gritty reboots of 1988, though. Yeah, so, that's true. So it's got, you know, hit that mark. <laughs> I don't know. Have you guys ever seen a series where, here? I know it got canceled, but where they just gave up to this level in the final issue and just were like, <laughs> all right, I'm pissed. I'm totally pissed. I'm pissed off that you canceled it, and I'm going to take it out on everybody. <laughs> it is the weirdest sixth issue. It is so strange that, yeah, um, that they just, <laughs> it basically the characters, I mean, some of the characters just act like they got fired. And uh... yeah, <laughs> and they're totally complaining about we put all this work in and we didn't get anything out of it. And I'm like, it felt like, it felt like Giffen and Lemire um, or Lamar or however you pronounce his name. What is it? Lemire. 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 Yeah. Jeff Lemire. It felt like they were having a hissy fit. Over yeah, the fact yeah. this was canceled. You know, I don't really blame them because <laughs> I don't think there was anything they could do from story-wise to wrap anything up. I mean, the pacing screwed. of the book, they had barely started. Like, it, it, they hadn't even really gotten out of the first act. I mean, this was going to be 12 issues. And by issue three, they had to start, like, cutting it down. I mean, uh, even, even by six, I mean, you sort of figured out who the guy with the bag on his head with the axe on it is. You do? Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it was the Prez. Oh, it was? Oh. <laughs> you, you, you could only figure it out because when he blows himself up at the end or whatever, uh, the clothes are in the Prez's color scheme. And then you had one oh. guy... <laughs> One guy, I can't remember his name, like Immortal Man or something like that. I can't remember. He was the one with the psychic abilities. And this might have been Snapper Carr. <laughs> well, Snapper Carr was in Invasion. He was one of the key characters in Invasion. Uh, really? Okay. Yeah. He uh, he founded a superhero team called the Blasters that never appeared again. <laughs> <laughs> As I said, the deep cuts the comic. My God. <laughs> I mean, Snapper Carr was an obscure character when he was used in Invasion. So, <laughs> and then he got the, the Peacemaker, who's clearly much older than I ever knew. And <laughs> I don't know what's going on with this. Like, this is—I've never seen. Sorry, what? In what sense older? I don't know. He's—he's he's around in 1988. Oh, Peacemaker was created in the 70s. He was one of the Charlton characters. Oh, I know that, but he's like I'm saying, he was. This is continuity-wise taking place in 88, yeah. whereas, you know, most things take place. I think he had, I think he was, I, well, I think they mentioned he was in the Suicide Squad at that point, that he, was, he had shown up in that book. Because um, they they hadn't figured out what to do with some of the Charlton characters when they bought them. <laughs> um, so they floated around a little bit. Um, the uh, uh, For those who don't know, uh, Peacemaker... Uh, the basis of the comedian in the Watchmen, uh, the and uh, yeah, Peacemaker was one that they didn't quite fit. Like they did a four-issue miniseries with him, and I think they jammed him into Suicide Squad because that's where they put everyone that they wanted to keep the trademark running on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Nemesis and uh, yeah. Oh, the the girl Shade character ended up in. Suicide Squad as well. Nightshade, Nightshade yeah. Nightshade. Yeah, because she, she was, yeah, she had been Captain Adam, but then she got pushed over to Suicide Squad or vice versa. Okay, so Although they know... Giffen had a nice little run with her in um, some of the magical books he did. Oh, neat. So they know after issue three that this thing isn't selling well, and they're going to have to wrap it up early. There is certainly, I've seen that situation before handled more skill than this. Like, like the, the fact is that the first three issues in, it's still not really working. You have no idea what's going on. <laughs> like, it's not like the issue six is all of a sudden confusing. Issue six is the most confusing, but it's just par for the course. 
It is, uh, yeah, well, I mean, we don't know how far along they were. Um, the Somebody public- should have stopped it way before it got to print. Oh, like, uh, I'm sorry, you're making green a sequel all. to an unpopular crossover over 30 years old referencing characters no one's used in 40 years. Longer. <laughs> Ridiculous. Over so the, 50 the pub- years. The publishing uh, dates of this were November of 19, December of 19, January tw- of 20, February of 20, May of 21, uh, <laughs> June of 21. <laughs> so... So I, what is that? A fifteen-month hiatus between issues four and five. Oh, good on them for at least wrapping it up in that last panel with uh, Peacemaker <laughs> picking up all the kids, and it's five years later now, and and that's five <laughs> characters, and you're going. So this is in 1993, the Inferior Five now. Something like yeah, something. Like I don't that. know. I was focused yeah. on the question mark and like yeah, we're never yeah. seeing any. Yeah, the yeah, yeah like, it says yeah, end right. with a question mark. Yeah, I, like I it's gonna go love, on. I love the implication that it's the end of volume one on a book, <laughs> on a book that didn't even make print copies of the final two issues. Oh. Um, <laughs> just I I love the idea that that uh, you know one day down the road would when. when uh, when Jeff Lemire returns to DC, he, he's like, you know what book I want to bring back? Like it's time. It's the time has finally come for uh, at the 50th anniversary of Invasion. <laughs> well, I hope they bring back the Maniacs, the story about the band, because that would sell <laughs> just as well. I I have Maniacs with a K. I have I've been trying to find a comic book uh, about a band for so long, and uh, Steel Town uh, Rockers. Keep keep hoping. <laughs> Marvel did too. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so yeah, Peace, Peacemaker has a great backup story, uh, which is uh, uh, Lemire actually draws the backup story. Uh, Geffen drives uh, draws the uh, the main arc, um, and again, except for the final issue where he's like, "I have time, but I'm not going to bother, guys." <laughs> Get somebody you know, else. May or may not actually. They got yeah. Scott Collins or something like that. I Scott think. Collins. It's, I like Scott Collins. Though. Yeah, that's who did the final <laughs> issue, I believe. Yeah. He is Scott Collins is kind of like a he's kind of like the cleanup batter. He does he does tend to come in and knock off these projects. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, I, I'm wondering on a 12-ish arc how long it would have taken Peacemaker to be to roll into the story. <laughs> Like maybe eight, nine. Uh, it pacing wise, it didn't seem like it was uh, racing toward these stories uh, crossing over. Or no, that's for sure. That's for sure. <laughs> the, yeah, the Peacemaker probably was better than the the other one, but even that wasn't working for me very well. I was, I don't know. Well, I read the I read the Peacemaker pages separately rather than reading them after each issue. So uh, that might have uh, helped. Yeah, so I, I think I probably enjoyed that part more because of that. I, I actually I enjoyed the book overall. Uh, it's just kind of a mess. Um, kind I of. Mean, but a lot of the things Giffen does are a mess. Like, really, if you see Giffen's name and you don't see Demetrius, um, <laughs> that already should be a bit of a yellow flag. Uh, <laughs> That's true. Yeah, no. I, okay, do you think it would have been a better read if Giffen hadn't done the art himself? Because uh, I appreciate his art, but I do recognize there is, it creates a barrier sometimes. It's, yeah. he, he doesn't have immediate uh, immediate readable style. Oh, uh, neither does yeah, Lemire. Say. Lemire or See, whatever. He, he, no, uh, I'm surprised how yeah. well they complemented each other in that regard. Yeah, yeah the the two the do uh, the two do fit together quite well. Um, as far as the styles go, and I, and I, I was actually just glad to uh, see Giffen drawing because he hasn't done that for years. Yeah, it's been quite a while since I've seen anything of his. Yeah, and uh, he had, I, he, uh, he did breakdowns, I think, on the original Invasion. I'm trying to remember. Oh, really? Well, he, from what I understand of yeah. his writing style, he he doesn't write like scripts. He yeah, he he does thumbnails. Yeah, basically everything is breakdowns. Yeah. And then the artist interprets it, and then usually has Demetrius come in and do the dialogue. Uh, 
Yeah, it's, it, it just felt like, you know, it, it, as you mentioned, the characters that showed up at the tail end of this, the like it starts off being deep cuts and it just keeps getting deeper. Like it's like, <laughs> like Jack Black from High Fidelity would go, I think this might be a little too insider. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know what else there is to say about these two <laughs> series, man. I had fun. I had fun. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I really love Jeff Lemire's art. Um, so, like, really, that's what drew me to the. I mean, as well as finally getting a sequel to Invasion. <laughs> <laughs> I, See, I, I didn't know that. I just, I, I always kind of was curious about Inferior Five, and when they were bringing it back, I was sort of like, I'm in. If it's not written by Colin Bunn, I'm in. <laughs> I long for Colin Ball during Bun during this. I long for him. I was reading this. Oh man. Oh man. I don't know. I, I well, we were originally going to talk Sludge. I did read it. Anybody else read it? Anybody else got anything to say about Sludge? No, I did, I, I did not. There's not, like no. I say, there's not much meat on that bone. You would think with something Steve Gerber did, there'd be a lot more meat on that bone. It's like, it's a series. It was printed. It was on paper. I That's, don't have anything well, else the, to add. Then it, then it is ahead of Inferior Files. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Dan Didio got a, a tombstone. Yeah, that was the one thing I thought was funny. I laughed pretty good at that. I was kind of—I couldn't figure out whether the other two tombstones were actual people fired in that that week. I don't think they were. I think, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It certainly, like I say, it. If every, what was it you said, Chris? If every issue is somebody's first, this was somebody's last? Well, I, I looked it up a little bit. I couldn't find anything else. Give, give, this could have been his swan song that he oh, was no. saying goodbye and he was just going to reference all his series over 12 issues. And Maybe. it didn't work. Maybe. I, I haven't seen anything solicited by for, for him. So. It is true that uh, I, it is to me, like I say, it's representative kind of modern day comic writing, which in some ways is way better than it's ever been, and in some ways is way worse than it's ever been. And like, yeah, I think, dialogue I think is that, uh, way better than it's ever been. That, but but that like, they've really dialed in something that's aimed at fifty year olds. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't. You know who's gonna love this? People nearing retirement. Yeah, because it, it's not uh, very accessible at all. From the art to the story to anything. So, yeah. all if, right. If you want somebody off comic books, we got a comic book to introduce them to. <laughs> if you, Your damn if you husband. That's trying to understand the grammar of how, of, of a comic and how to read them. Um. <laughs> if you got somebody who's uh, spending too much money on comics, we got a solution. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Oh, and none of us hated it. We're 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 slagging on it, but I I didn't hate it. It's it just a bit of it. Yeah, it, it was just a fun mess. <laughs> uh, hated is probably Which not I the think right the creators word. Would you agree with us? <laughs> I was annoyed by it. I was I didn't hate it, but I was annoyed by it. <laughs> Yeah, so go back and read that, a couple of those uh, issues with a parody when, when they got their own series there, Chris. And oh, I think you'll enjoy oh, those. Okay, yeah, well, I, I, I do own them because I was I was grabbing them because the covers are great. Yeah, I couldn't believe for 1966, like that. for 1966, that first cover of Showcase, just how sexualized that was <laughs> for 1966. I'm like, it's just, just like, bunny bent over with their ass right in the air. Staring yeah, at it. Like, for and, and DC was very conservative at that yeah. time. Uh, that was not a conservative shot or cover. Yeah. Well, and there's like some double entendres in there. There's yeah. like a guy trying to like, you know, chat up dumb bunny. Um I think the phrase he actually uses the phrase make some time with her. Yeah, I'm trying to make some with time with her. Yeah. And there the guy is a photo photographer for paymate. Instead of <laughs> Oh, that was good. I enjoyed the payment. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. You guys reading anything else? Uh, I'm reading, uh, I'll be trying to read all of Lansdale's comic books, but uh, mm. usually when I, I start a Joe R. Lansdale comic, I, I discover he's done the plot and not the script <laughs> more often than not. <laughs> Sometimes he's just wandered past it. Um. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Like, like you turn it in, you're like, oh, and this looks great. Steam man. This looks really cool. And then you open it up, plot by. Yeah. Script by somebody I never heard of. So Steam Man, what? Steam Man. It was a Steam, Steam Man. It was, it was Joe Lansdale's book. You might want to. <laughs> might yeah, want to it was Joe Lansdale's concept. <laughs> yeah, one that I did read because I've been reading all of his it was really good. Was uh, and now I can't remember the damn name. Give me a second. Uh, is that Western? Like they almost. Uh, it's almost like a sequel to Hex. No, Hex. no. Um, that's Red Range or something like that. That's almost a sequel. And then there's mm. also the the Lone Ranger and and. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, the Lone Tonto. Ranger. I remember that one. Yeah, that was pretty good. But this was a sequel, actually, to or a prequel or something like that to a a, a book, one of his earliest books, Night Runners. Okay. Uh, and it came out in from Vertigo. Let me just look it up here because I'm, uh, it, it's escaping me. You okay, guys I talk amongst yourselves while, while you're looking that up. Yeah. Um, I'm reading a, 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 a comic strip right now that's absolutely fantastic. I'm enjoying it so much. It's from the 1940s, I believe, called Sally the Sleuth. Never heard of it. Oh, it is great. Um, order it off Amazon immediately. It's only like 12 bucks. Um, but it's an old comic strip, so it's really pre-code weird shit. Um, but she's a detective, and in, pro, in in basically a Sunday page where you've got like eight panels, yeah, she she somehow finds a way to solve a crime and take off all her clothes. <laughs> in every episode, and there's like so four hundred like a... of them. It is fantastic. It's is like it like haiku? comic strip in playboy or what like playboy wasn't even around uh, it was published in men's magazines right. mostly the, the kind of the, yeah the, it's like the predecessors to playboy like the yeah the, the um and at the time it, it would jump around from spicy to yeah what thrill men's thrill magazine or whatever <laughs> that's great do you remember that the they did used to have in playboy like in the 80s and stuff like that like comic strips mm-hmm. now, what was the name yeah. of those characters there was one something oh. like it was there was one that was really well, there was a little annie fanny um but i thought was the little annie fanny in, in playboy yeah like was um, wasn't it? uh kurtzman uh did it was that in playboy or, yeah i think it was penthouse but maybe it was one of them i think was something lester the molester <laughs> and it was just the most disturbing like you can't believe they got away with this then, nevertheless now. <laughs> like a <That's> pedophiliac. <laughs> it was amazing. Oh, incredible. It is a, I would not search for that unless you put it in incognito mode. That's, put it that that's way. Right. Next time next time you're at a friend's place. Uh. Lester the molester. Oh. Awesome. <laughs> well, didn't didn't at one time Penthouse like they had their own comics like which was like yeah a, that was in the nineties uh, though wasn't it yeah, early nineties yeah the nineties they had a was, there's some interesting people worked on that book too uh, on well Alex I think book. most of them were reprints of just stuff they already owned that I don't know we're we're down a rabbit hole that I don't have enough information on I, I feel like most of the stuff at that in that run was new but I'm, I can't be sure. I thought it was new as well, but I'm not sure. Yeah, it was like Penthouse Illustrated, I think was the name of the book. And it was like it was like in that early nineties boom, like they were like right around like, eh, right around the image time when, you know, co- there was a comic store every fifteen feet and um you know, when when I worked at the comic store and Martin worked at a different one three blocks away. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. <since> that time. <laughs> And Chris had a file with both of them. And the, and 
and briefly there was one between those. <laughs> yes, that's right. Uh, yes, good what times. Was good that? times. The one in between. Uh, there was there was there was a dude that ran uh, a, that sold comics out of his mom's t-shirt shop. Yeah, uh, I remember uh, that. Yeah. In the mall. Uh, that yeah, the mall was de- demolished and. He had moved on. I think he had closed by then anyway, because you know there was a comic shop across the street and a block and a half away. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> competition and got a little, a little harsh. Hard to believe the industry collapsed <laughs> in the nineties. <laughs> Enjoy your NFTs, because speaking, the, the, speaking the of the nineties, nineteen ninety-six, Blood and Shadows from Vertigo. Blood and Shadows. Yeah, I yeah. It's a, I don't I don't remember. But I remember the I remember the title. I remember the covers. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, I've been reading uh, a bunch of uh, Star Wars books. Actually, uh, the the gigantic Star Wars crossover. So it ran for uh, about six months every every Star Wars book. So that's uh, uh, taken some. It's a bit of a. It's a bit of a. Uh, time commitment to make it over that entire run, but it's uh, uh, the Marvel stuff now is taking place after Empire Strikes Back. So um, it's, a, it's a big Boba Fett storyline. Now, now that uh, Karen Gillian has left Dr. Afra, are those worth reading, do you think? Uh, I don't care for Afra now. Um, oh, okay. And I, I didn't, uh, I wasn't much for the Bounty Hunters book either, uh, but uh, Darth Vader and and uh, Star Wars, I both I enjoy both of those. Because I, I did, I did originally when she was first introduced, kind of mm-hmm. dig the Doctor Afra comic. I did too. Yeah, the first volume I, I did quite like. Um, and uh, and they they kind of brought the brought the character to a nice conclusion and then started a new run, um, <laughs> which is kind of that's the Marvel way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I find I have no stamina for a long run. Like I. Like, I'll get into it. I'll be like, I want to read all of this. And, you know, <laughs> I'll start reading it, and I'll really be enjoying it. And for no reason that I can figure out, all of a sudden, after like five or six issues, it'll just go by the wayside, and I'll forget to read it. And start reading something else, <laughs> oh. or start doing something else, or whatever. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, you don't want to see how many epic collections I have one-third in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also read... Uh, it- Pretty recently was the uh, the Dave Sim uh, Strange Death of Alex Raymond uh, finally came out. Um, which is it worth is, my time? Uh, I would say two thirds of it is incredible, uh, and then something happens <laughs> to the series I, I or to Dave or to, uh, the 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 storyline of the series drifts into this really weird space. Oh. Um, so I mean, the first two thirds is one of the best things, I've, best comics I've ever read, uh, and then, and then other things, and then it continues to run. Basically, it continues to be pages. Dave Sim go off on a tangent. That I know. Doesn't sound like I know. Dave Sim. Well, what's what's strange is that a strange death of Alex Raymond was uh, was something he had started when he was doing Glamour Puss. Um, oh wow! Which was the he did after Cerebus, and it started with a little bit at a time, um, and Alex Raymond was the was a well, he was a comic strip artist, most famous for Flash Gordon, um, and uh, uh, creator of Flash Gordon, and uh, and he Gordon. Died, Sorry, he did die at odd death. <laughs> Gordon. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and and part of it. So in Glamour Puss, it was more about Raymond's art and his contemporaries and the art style that was being done at the time, this like realist for and art that was done in comic strips and strange death of Alex Raymond starts with a lot of those pages. Um, some of them redrawn, but basically it is like the pages that were in glamor puss. And then um, with some, you know, extra kind of digressions and making into a more complete kind of, it's not quite a story it's narrated by Sim himself. Um, more complete lecture, I guess. And then he gets into this metaphysical thing um, that uh, comics um, impact the real world uh, and and events are caused by what gets drawn in them. Um, <laughs> that uh, goes a direction. So I highly recommend the first two thirds of that book. 
is there by any chance two thirds in? Is there enough of a conclusion that if you stop reading it, you'll be satisfied? You'd, al you'd almost be more satisfied to stop there and then go back and read what he did in Glamour Puss. Because Glamour Puss has a better ending, despite not being meant as an ending. Because <laughs> he, he just goes off on this tangent and then doesn't come back to Alex Raymond. And in Glamour Puss, he did a lot of work. A, a lot of the stuff was actually talking about how Raymond died and the circumstances around it, which were a bit odd. Um, and there, and you, you know, Glamour Puss ended with Raymond's, um, Raymond's death, um, like being shown on the page. Uh, but those pages don't and didn't end up in the, in the version of Strange Death of Alex Raymond that got released for no discernible uh, reason. Yeah, what has been released? Because that was screwed up too, isn't it? Oh, it's like it's the most cursed book. Um, so they had, uh, so he had worked on it for ages. He hurt him. He's hurt his wrist um, and couldn't draw for quite a long time. And then they had an idea that they were going to do a book tour. So he, uh, they set up um, that you could buy this like ultra limited first print. Um, hardcover, and they were going to use the the funds from that to pay for an old school store to source signing tour because um, Dave doesn't use the internet, and uh, <laughs> and then they only sold like like you know fifty of them or something. <laughs> which, uh, so they never printed the thing, um, and Dave spent the money, uh, or someone spent the money. Um, it, it was a big apology, and everyone seemed mostly okay with. Never seeing the book and never getting their money back, um, and uh, and then they were still going to do the tour because it was supposed to be released by IDW. Uh, the editor from IDW was left IDW, and no one else uh, remembered that they had given him advance um, <laughs> on the book, and they had no oh, interest in publishing it. There should be a book uh, then, made about this. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then the tour was going to happen, and uh, the tour was supposed to start in uh, the spring of 2020. Um, <laughs> road trip around California. In I think it was May 2020 they were planning on. Um, and uh, and then they, they, so he gave up on the book. Uh, his collaborator was going to put it up as a Kickstarter. Um and uh, got the book printed, and there's a misprint um, from the, the printer. Screwed up the plates, the colored, the like, the single color plates near the end of the book. <laughs> it's black and white except for these color plates. Um, I can't even get that right. Run, and the whole run had to be uh, had to be pulled, had to pulled. Um, And if that wasn't bad enough, they had shipped the the, the wrong ones to Amazon, the misprinted ones to Amazon, who then shipped them out. Oh. Um, so there are misprinted books all over the place. Uh, <laughs> and then it took like two more months to get the, uh, the, the correctly printed ones out. Uh, yeah, it might be the most cursed book ever. Um, you know, I thought run, there was two halves out there somewhere. Because didn't the cla collaborator end up finishing? He, he didn't finish it. He put on a chapter that's basically him talking about how the book's not going to get done. Oh. It's like him drawing himself talking about how the book's not going to be finished. Which is basically what uh, Giffen and Lemaire did uh, in issue yeah. six of Imperial yeah, 5. It's, uh, so it's interesting how things that, go together, yeah. Yeah, like we kind of, uh, everything wraps around here. <laughs> Full circle. And it seems like a good time to end the episode based yeah, on that. that. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I'll, I'll say my goodbyes. I recommend uh, finding, finding a, a worthwhile charity that's giving out copies of Mouse. Firing them a couple of dollars. Um, that book is selling better than it ever has because someone said no one should read it, um, which is uh, what, that's what the best this? reason. I haven't heard this. Oh, you don't know this. I, I don't know. It was a Tennessee school. Because I, I, I'm on the online only a little more than Dave Sim. I love it. Uh, there was a Tennessee school board that uh, had Mouse on a curriculum and uh, there were complaints about it because there's a couple of bad words in it. And at one point you see boobies and, uh, and, you know, there's some people that are hung. Um, so there was a debate about whether it should be at that grade level or whether it should be taught in high school rather than junior high. Um, and ultimately they pulled it from the curriculum. Um, and it, 
you know, it went wow. uh, to the internet as it often does. And uh, several different comic stores have come forward and said, you know, if there's a kid in Tennessee who wants to read this book, I'll give them to him for nothing. Good. Because um, my so, niece, my niece, when she was 13 in school, was given that book to read. Oh, wow. And, uh, and she didn't finish it. And I came and I was like, you have to finish it. She just, she couldn't get into it. I'm like, you have to read this. So mm-hmm. after her, after it was done and she hadn't finished it, I gave her my copy and said, you have to read this. And I gave it to her and she, she read it all in one night eventually and, and loved it. And it never occurred to me that this is not appropriate because it's real, you know? Yeah. And yeah, then need to, those people, if we forget our past, you know? What an odd thing that, like, I can't imagine anyone banning that. I mean, yeah, there's, there's a little bit of annuity, but could you imagine trying to get off on that? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, that's an uphill battle, man. <laughs> I mean, we all have our things. I mean, there are like eight Elsa of the SS um, movies, so I mean, it works for someone. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, none of them star mice. That's well, see, that's that. But those, there's a lot more movies made for that crowd. Uh, so, yeah. if, if you find uh, if you find the intersection of those two kinks, it's like printing money. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> All right. Well, it had to be Tennessee. This would happen, didn't it? Uh, it's a a land of contradictions tennessee yeah all right well on that that uh yes uh go go read mouse and support people (laughs) who want to read it it's it's truly there's a reason why it's the only book that's run a pull a surprise that was a graphic novel surprise yeah it's the only one ever and for a reason i i mean if inferior five had made it to the 12 yeah well probably (laughs) probably yeah we'll never know All right. Have a good night, guys. Yeah. (laughs) How do you stop recording on this thing? (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) 